0: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills.
1: The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is.
2: Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello,
1: Doug Millard.
2: Hello, Doug Benson. I should have sang it like you did. That was beautiful.
1: Right, but you... I, I can't get used to it yet. I don't know if you're going to I always write down a guess. I don't know if you're just going to repeat back what I say, but with your with my name or if you're going to you know change it up.
2: I like to keep you guessing.
1: You do all the time. <laughs> and we've got big news. What is <laughs> because, that? <laughs> we are bringing. Finally, we are bringing Wide World of Dugs to an actual live audience. We're going to tape one of these in front of some people that turn out for it as part of South by Southwest.
2: Yeah, that's huge. Can't wait. It's way better than the dead audience we performed in front of. That was weird.
1: Well, it wasn't as much dead audience as we had no audience that one time. <laughs> And, but also yeah. in Austin, Texas, which this is a interesting, I mean, I know you live there now, so that sort of puts us, puts us there, <laughs> but um, <laughs> when we started this, you didn't live there, right? Right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so uh, <clears throat> this is really uh, coming full circle because you and I, in an audience on Tuesday, March 15th at a quaint little spot. In downtown austin called esther's follies yeah which is next door to uh the velvita room the, the comedy club downtown which you play out a lot doug but have you ever outside of like south by had any reason to perform at esther's follies no
2: i have not <laughs> only south by i think with you actually
1: Oh yeah, that makes sense because uh, I've been doing shows there like every South by for you know obviously we just skipped a couple but but prior to that uh, I've been going every year for like ten years I think yeah and um, uh, but Esther's Folly is just a strange venue because it's named after Esther Williams the singer uh, the uh, swimmer and singer and dancer <clears throat> from old movies and um, so the whole place has this weird kind of like. Uh, you know, kind of underwater mermaid kind of aesthetic, and um, it just a—it's just an odd venue. Uh, yeah. I hope they're—I hope they're not listening. I hope they take it <laughs> as a compliment. But it's a strange place. But they always are available during South by for the comedy uh, to happen. So I've done lots of Douglas movies there over the years. I'm going to do another one there this South by. But let's focus on—that's the place to go. And enjoy because it's an interesting place to see once once you're yeah. inside. Like the lobby area, where you can sort of hang out and drink. There's like a bar. Uh, it's just really uh, colorful and strange. And there's a little outside smoking area where there's like, uh, you know, uh, I guess it's a famous painting they've recreated of like that the melting clock painting. Oh right. But it's sort yeah. of like it's sort of like 3D. Like it's kind of uh, anyway. You gotta see it. <laughs> So I just want to make it clear that, you know, anybody with a festival badge will just, you know, be able to cruise right in. But I think it's also, I'm going to say, I think it's fair to say, since there's so many events going on simultaneously uh, at South by that, uh, if you just show up, even if you don't have a South by badge, uh, I'm saying you're going to get in. So Ooh, come, come yell at me specifically if for some reason you don't, you come down there and don't get in. scream at um, <clears throat> Uh For more info uh, about that and all my other stuff, uh, go to DougLovesMovies.com. And our guest today, that's something we got to talk about, Doug, the format of that one in front of a live audience. And you know, how many guests we should have and how Ooh, yeah. how high we should shoot. Because, you know, Dolly Parton is going to be at South by this year.
2: That's a good name.
1: Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> what's another one? Young Thug, I think, is going to be
2: there. <laughs> There's a perfect pair. I think I, I think mean, we don't need to right? think more about
1: this. And you put Dolly and Thug together and you get done. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man it has to happen
1: <laughs> okay let's not get excited uh i'm excited about our guest today who uh we'll get into it with her she's got a limited uh, time frame to deal with today and i i don't know if you know this about me doug i think you might I love a limited time frame.
2: (laughs) It's pretty great sometimes.
1: You know what I mean? But I I like a shot clock. I like knowing when it's going to end and then ending it at that time. Yeah. Of course, of course with podcasting, it's always pretty loose. So I never get that excitement that I get from uh, ending a show right when it has to end. Um, But she's a very funny comedian. uh, Amy Schumer's best friend and favorite comedian. Rachel Feinstein Well, cool. also has a great last name because I'm sure people fuck it up all the time <laughs> yeah so let's go to work Hello, Rachel Feinstein. Hello. Thank you for <laughs> having me. My mommy's Thank you for that. Thank you for being here. Do you know the, this is Doug Benson. Do you know the other Doug?
2: Yeah. Hi,
1: Doug. Hey,
2: yeah. how are oh, you? Hey. Hey. It <laughs> good. It's been forever. It's so good to have I you know. on. It
0: has been forever. You're married now, right? You have a fun little yeah. life on Instagram.
2: Yeah, life I think.
1: Your looks really good.
2: It's been, well, that's all a lie, but yes, it's... uh, Of course. (laughs) I'm hearing (laughs) that (laughs) now.
1: Yeah, so Doug is based in Austin now, and I'm still in Los Angeles. So during the the lockdown times, we decided to start a podcast together because we could just uh, Zoom it and our guests could be anywhere. And uh, you are in New York City, I assume. Yes. And what's the... um, you get you're gonna go see a, some sort of a basketball game or something? With, I'm going to the Knicks with Sam Morell. You guys know him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Sam he's like... the Sam, the man, man full of misinformation. Like I reached out to you and said, Do you want to do Wide World of Doug's? So you said yes. And then today Sam's telling you, you're doing Doug Love's movies.
0: <laughs> well, that's probably my fault, actually. But I was like, Yeah, I'm doing Doug's thing, and he's like, Oh, the movie thing? But I thought, you don't know about movie. And I'm like, I don't. I'm always terrible. I'm shocked that he invites me back. You
1: know? <laughs> no, this because one you're I remember be I used to do your at.
0: thing and I had no idea what the fuck was going on. Like, I was always <laughs> zooming in the wrong direction at the live shows. I was just, like, leaving the stage. And you're like, no, over here near the wheel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I always enjoyed having you on the show, uh, regardless, because to me, the, you know, being funny is more of a priority than being uh, good at the games and today you don't need to know anything except for stuff uh, you know about yourself and you could even make it up most of this stuff if you felt like it
2: I we, talk, I <laughs> we talk
1: we uh, talk a lot on this show about uh, names and how they uh, affect us so the first question i have for you is uh just growing up rachel like the name rachel what do you where do you stand with it do you love it
0: i mean rachel alone is a is a is a separate isolated piece is fine it's not too problematic but rachel feinstein now that is just i mean that's tough that name is cockblocked, yeah. <laughs> now my entire life. If a guy was hooking you up with a girl and you're like, hey, listen, I want you to meet this girl named Rachel Feinstein. You'd be like, oh, you know what? Don't let's not point her out right away. Let's uh let me see some pictures first. You know, I gotta see like it's just not it's not a hot name. You, that's that's a name that'll leave a man flaccid for weeks, I would assume. <laughs> Do you, think a reason, you know? there's a read there? Jews have are known fa- for a lot of things, not hot names. That there's a reason there's not a lot of like Rivka Shornheims in porn,
1: you know. Right, right. <laughs> well, have you yeah. fantasized at all, or have you picked for yourself a first name that you think would work with Feinstein, or is it mostly the Feinstein is the issue? I think that's the Feinstein where we run into some issues. Yeah, is that <laughs> and my
0: name it kind of gets worse as it continues, but Rachel, yeah, <laughs> it's innocent enough, but then feinstein
1: that's tough it's just not a hot name is rachel a um a easy to misspell for people
0: yeah people you like often assume that i have the a in it you know because uh, a lot At of rachel it a. yes
1: yeah that rachel and michael both make me nuts with the ael yeah. it doesn't it doesn't seem to exist anywhere else you know in, in yeah. so- society really and yeah. it's uh yeah.
0: I don't, have the, I don't have that. I don't have that. And uh, people, the other R-A-C-H-E-Ls will be like, yeah, what the fuck is that with them? And I'm like, yeah, fuck them. <laughs> fuck losers. Uh, Did you? Yeah, no, no, A. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: so you went into show business and stand-up comedy, just uh, basically decided to suck it up and... Stick with the, the whole name, huge
0: day. mistake. Yes,
1: oh god,
0: <laughs> <laughs> like my middle name is Louise. Okay, it doesn't get a lot hotter. I told you, it's tough, tough <laughs> so it's that's like the name of like a nasal secretary from the 50s or something. So it's Rachel Louise Feinstein, and there was another comedian, Carrie Louise, and I felt like for some reason, I felt like I couldn't be Rachel Louise if she was Carrie Louise. And I didn't want to just make up a, a last name. Um, but uh, I used to joke that I would change it to O. o Feinstein uh, when I married like a, a Catholic firefighter. But um, I just kept it at that point. It's too late. The damage has been done.
2: Did you ever consider Thelma? change it change?
0: It's oh so
1: hot. You're right. <laughs> Thelma Louise. So, is Rachel, that the my joke? grandmother
0: used to sing a song to me. Everybody at home, get your dicks out for this. She sang the song, eyes so brown, lips so round. Uh, No, sorry. Eyes so brown, cheeks so round, lips like cherry wine. The sweetest girl I know in town is Rachel Louise Feinstein. Stop coming, everyone at home.
1: (laughs) That was so hot. Isn't that just marvelous? People are going to turn that into TikToks. Yeah, what a a rousing number. Mm-hmm. <laughs> i've never pulled audio from this show as a promotional device but this might be a first that might be yeah. a good uh, good way to coax people to come here all of it is oh, uh yeah, go straight, straight
0: to pouring out depth, that, that beautiful song
1: <laughs> i don't yes. we don't have so, you know we're just a couple of dumb dugs we don't have a whole fucking song about either one of our names Not <laughs> <And one>. apparently
0: <laughs> when my mom oh, let's go to a caller.
1: Um, yeah, got to take some calls. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: this is Tammy from uh, Des Moines, and she says she loves strong women. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm just making up your callers.
1: Uh, t- I have a landline that uh, only rings. You know, it's like a cheap, stupid phone that I uh, only, you know, bought and plugged into the wall because uh, I, sometimes I have to use it to uh you know, for security purposes at the front door, you know, it's attached to yeah. the front door. So it's either uh phone sales or, you know, robots, whatever, or somebody's at my door, a delivery. And I swear, Doug can probably confirm this. It rings almost every episode at some point. Like I only record this thing for an hour once a week and the phone always goes off. Apologies.
0: Yes. Uh, but- yes.
1: But we got an awesome, I think, a a package, a cool package is here that uh, uh, my girlfriend went to go down down there and uh, get it from them. Um, Didn't deserve it. What (laughs) were we talking about? Rachel.
2: The song, the beautiful song.
1: That beautiful song. And did it impact you in any way at all that Jennifer Aniston's popular Friends character is named Rachel? I never, like, re- I was never
0: a big friends person. I never understood that show fully. I guess you're not really supposed to say that. I just didn't... <laughs> I'm going to go rogue. I'm going to go rogue and say that. Um, I didn't... To me, that show always seemed like a, like a, it was pretend, like it was, like, the show they would be watching and say by the bell if they had a TV on in the background. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, I was like, is this a real show? Like, it always seemed like a sketch of a show. So I was never, like, super into Friends. Um, and, she, and also, she just... just seemed like so like clean and spotless. I never really connected uh, with that Rachel character. She was just like seamlessly hot. Like she seems like she would never have to iron everything, anything I like leave with debris on myself every day, pretty much. Like, there's <laughs> usually something stuck to me and people clean me throughout the day. And I kind of rely on that service. Like, I appreciate it. People will be like, what's stuck to you? They, they kind of take things off me throughout. I'm usually full, covered in litter. Again, stop coming at home. Stop coming. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, it's only going to get hotter for the dudes when I mention that... <laughs> You know, your name was also the name of her hairstyle for a while. Like it was, Mm -hmm. you know, they, people would say the Rachel, I mean, you would never have dared while friends was popular, actually wear your hair in a Rachel.
0: Well, my hair, um, I think at that time was more of like, it was kind of like a, sort of jews nest and i would take it It would would have this habit of kind of collecting and kind of swamp like knot in the back of my and in the back and then i would take the hair from the front and i would sort of comb it over the nest kind of growing nest situation and i would try to cover it up um and enable the nest because i didn't want to get my hair brushed by my mom and stuff because she was always following me around trying to detangle my hair so and then she um and then I had like really wanted to be a blonde. So I took a piece of yellow string and I would put it on top of my head. I thought that was like an effective way to trick people into thinking I was blonde. It was very <laughs> confusing. So I, my hairstyle, um, I, I mean, that was the real Rachel as far yeah, as I'm how, concerned. How
2: did that not sweep the nation? I don't understand.
0: Yeah, I mean, get involved. Put one piece of yellow string on your head and you'll be fucking <laughs> catching a lot of D. <laughs>
1: The Jew's nest just sounds like old Jews go where they go to retire. It does. You're right. It's it's you're right.
0: It's too confusing. It does sound like a fun loving retirement.
1: So you're
0: right.
1: How uh, quickly do people you don't even know uh, get real familiar and, and shorten it to Rach? I get a lot of Rach. I catch a Rach a lot. I don't mind it though. My brother's you're fine Rach. with it. Mm-hmm. Because can you imagine if you hated it?
0: I don't like <laughs> people say my name, people mangle it. They call me Feinstein, Feinstein. I get a Rach, I get a Ray. I don't really care because I think when you have, when your name is so actively heinous, it's like, whatever, do what you want to. And it's not going to make <laughs> much of a difference. It's all going to come out in the wash, you know? <laughs> yeah but you're, so you're never that concerned about like no it's funny people uh, are always like how do you say your name is it fine scene or is it fine scene? i'm just like whatever care sure. once you're at that point it's over anyway so
2: <laughs> it's, a it's a bummer you can't put a yellow piece of string on your name to make people think it's different you know
0: <laughs> <laughs> no i actively regret not changing it it was a grave mistake for sure
1: Maybe I well, What about yeah. uh, what's the hu- what's the hubby's name? Why why can't you uh, throw his name on there? I just feel like it's too late, and his name is Brennan. Oh damn! So a Brennan, yeah. you found a Brennan that's not a comedian with a brother. Yes, yeah, <laughs> because Catholic firefighters
0: are all Brennan's too. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm sure one um,
0: like nine brothers is a is a firefighter. What if Kevin Brennan's nine brothers? I don't know. I'm assuming.
1: I when you have that many brothers, one of them has to has to be a firefighter. I would think. Of course. Because they they're already raised to have to live, you know, just be around a bunch of other men all the time. Yes,
0: that's true. Playing cards,
1: waiting for the alarm to go off.
0: They live kind of strangely, like comics in a way. They just kind of wait to work and then,
1: but we're the real heroes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah we're changing the world um yeah okay so we already we got into louise as a middle name i feel like louise is kind of making a comeback and is not as uh as unsexy as you implied
0: well the thing is if it was a first name you could get a little ironic with it but you have to be like a super <laughs> cheap kind of adorable little like you know williamsburg type it's like you know if you want to have a little affected name cutesy name like that but it, it's right in the middle anyways i mean it's just a road bump between rachel and feinstein it's never going to be properly framed to be attractive so what's the difference
1: yeah they were nice enough uh your folks to give you the t- the triple double like a, two syllables in each name so that it doesn't you know makes it a little less bumpy but uh <laughs> And yeah. also, I was just thinking that Tina Louise was the name of the actress, you know, sexy Ginger on uh, Gilligan's Island. I'm mm-hmm. wondering if she was a Tina uh, Louise Feinstein or something. And um, just lo- lopped it off and went Louise is a last name.
0: Uh, yeah, actually, I don't know. It's a good question.
1: I mean, maybe not for our younger listeners, but I'm interested. <laughs> 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 Uh what about I find like most comedians either have like kind of a nickname that everybody calls them or they're just not they just everybody just calls them by their name. Do you have any either amongst family or professionally any kind of nicknames that have stuck? I mean
0: I have a joke about it but my husband um he calls me big guy, which is pretty problematic.
2: But, um... <laughs> the coming continues.
0: Yeah, and then he acts like I'm being like weird about it. He's like, "Don't get in your head about it. It's positive. You're fun. You're, you're one of the guys. You're big guy." But <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're big guy. Come on, you're fun. You know, the guys like we well, go by the fire. Big guys here.
1: <laughs> I'm like, that's what you
0: call like a union trucker.
1: So he'll say that like if you're out in a restaurant or something, he'll go, what, he says know, it whenever like, I come big home guy?
0: <laughs> every night when I come home, he goes, is it big guy?
2: Oh my God.
0: <laughs> and he says it like it's a wacky experiment. Like who could it be or something? It's like, that's what I talk about on stage. I'm like, well, of course it's me. Big guy. Who the fuck else is it going to be? He always acts like, wait, is that big guy coming in?
1: Yeah, it is. Then he's, he's, then he's dead just some big he calls me big guy guy.
0: my dad used to call me um uh my dad used to call me Hepzibah it's like a weird Yiddish or Hebrew name or something I think it might be in the bible um and he would follow me around to mess with me and go Hepzah Hepzah blah 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 like and he would just kind of (laughs) harass me with that name
1: You have more songs and fun stories about your name than any guest we've had, by the way.
0: Oh, thank you. That means a lot. I'm glad if I knew it was this topic, I wouldn't have been so frightened.
1: (laughs) Well, now's the part where we do the difficult movie trivia.
0: (laughs) This used to give me so much anxiety when I would do your live shows because, like, I hate trivia. Like, I my worst fear is a game of impromptu trivia. Like, whenever they show. You know how they always like parade some bimbo and like show a clip of some girl at a pageant? Like, how dumb is this one? That's me. At any- <laughs> I always feel for the bimbo because I'm like, my mind just closes like a box everyone, anyone
1: starts a competitive right. game. I stink.
2: Yeah. It's just- so I'm- funny yeah. that
1: there was a, a big uh, kind of uh, kerfuffle with uh, Pat Sajak actually took to Twitter. Uh, to just sort of, you know, kind of re-explain to people to not be so uh, mean to contestants on Wheel of Fortune who who don't seem smart because uh, the other night a a lady took three stabs at a puzzle and, uh, you know, it didn't go well. And, uh, you know, and it was, you know, comical, but also they didn't treat it on the show like, you idiot, they just, you know, Pat Sajak just clearly felt bad and they moved on. And uh, then he sort of uh, brought it up in a thread that it it, just being on a show like that, nobody sitting at home can can uh, is having the same experience. Like puzzles, puzzles are easy when when you're at home and you don't give a shit, you just glance at it and it comes into your head. Yes, (laughs) You yes, <laughs> but when you're I like out in there, front of people
0: <laughs> i never it's, yeah like for me there was always a supply and demand issue for that with my personality it's not it's not good it's not a good marriage
1: yeah so people really freeze up and the brain locks up and then there's all all these other things you have to worry about like spinning the wheel and buzzing the buzzer and you're <laughs> all, the all over the place yeah. And you're seeing Pat and Vanna and, you know, and it's like also doesn't feel real because you watch it on TV all the time and now you're standing in the middle of it. So it's more dreamlike. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I really, I, of course it's, you know, great te- television when contestants are really terrible, but uh, yeah. You know. <laughs> but I
0: give the bimbos a break. Yeah.
1: Leave them- <laughs> hands off. Well, that's something I'm discovering watching, um, old game shows on like uh, Pluto TV's buzzer channel, Um, old shows like Password and stuff, the actresses that were like played bimbos in uh, the seventies sitcoms, the the so-called jiggle shows, they go on those game shows and they're really smart women, you know, and they're, and, and, you know, as long as they're into the game, you know, like, like Betty White was all about, you know, those games, her entire career. But yes. if your head's not into playing those games, it's just, it sucks. Right. Right. So I'm glad you know that about yourself and you just avoid <laughs> that kind of thing. But also I've made Douglas movies. Um, like it's, didn't you win once recently, Doug?
2: Uh, it's been a minute, but yeah, yeah. Not too long. Yeah, to I've made <laughs> it
1: easier. Like it's, there's, it's more like, uh, Oh, cause multiple, I heard you lost Doug.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of controversy <laughs> he, he made it easier for people like me and you Rachel
0: oh no that if you dumbed it down then I'm back yeah but you'd have to dumb yeah, it down yeah. a lot <laughs>
2: no,
0: I, uh, I'd have to see if they, I'd have to see some hard evidence because those games I would get prepped before other comics would be like you're doing jobs that loves movies here's what you gotta do and I'd get and still I would go up there and just just absolutely blow it every time I had no well, idea. What yeah, was
1: and going all on. those, all those guy New York comics are really competitive and really, really super into it. So yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Okay, so now oh, I'm figuring okay. out the first Guys, time. Okay, go to a caller again. Yeah, when it, for the first time it rang, it turned out, it either turned out it wasn't a package or it, one of them was a. Uh, robot and the other ones, the package. So I think the package is coming now. Wow. This is Marjorie from a
0: divorce, Arkansas. And she says, What a guy. Got a crush on both of them. Oh boy. Thank you, Marjorie.
1: <laughs> There's really a place called Divorce. Oh, uh, I just like to, to make
0: it. up town names. Or maybe there is. Oh, okay.
1: Because there are some really uh, you know, strange ones like Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. <sighs> That's amazing. I love that what was named that because the TV game show like made some sort of deal with the town, like that they'd donate money to the town if they called it that, and then they did. <laughs> and that was the name of the game show? Yeah, there was a show called Truth or Consequences where oh. like you'd come out, and if you lied, they'd uh, you know, hit really? you with a <laughs> uh You know, it's just another one of those liar shows where the panelists have to figure out if you're lying or not. Right, right. I don't think there were any consequences to speak of. But there's going to be consequences if I don't get a commercial break in here. So, uh, let's do that right now. We'll be right back.
2: Welding instructor Alex Declaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills.
1: There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com/metaverseimpact. We are back. We're talking to Rachel. Doesn't matter how you say your last name. Let's not worry about it. <laughs> She's cool. She doesn't care. Just remember the names of her. What's the name of your most recent uh, special that people can watch?
0: Um, I guess Only Whores Purple is my last special with a name. I might call my next special She's My Big Guy.
1: Oh, <laughs> wow. Or I'm, I'm his big guy.
0: I'm his big guy. Maybe that's better. Yeah. yeah,
1: I'm not really sure what I'll call it, but um, <laughs> only whores wear
0: purple is on uh, like Amazon Prime, and um, that's what my grandma used to say to me when I was a little girl. And um, or you could also see it on. Uh, I mean, nobody. I don't know if anybody watches Comedy Central on demand, but probably Prime is the best way to watch my special now.
1: That'd be funny if you say that's Boy, what somebody said to me my first day of being a whore.
0: <laughs> My first day of Like horse, somebody yeah. takes you
1: aside and goes purple.
0: <laughs> but here there is. There's usually like a girl that's been there a little longer, you know, that just it would say something like that. She'd give you some, she'd show yeah. you the ropes.
1: Well, and it does feel like a, uh, you know, pardon the expression, the pimp color, you know, because yeah. at least how they've been depicted uh, in television and movies is a lot of purple.
0: Yeah. She used to say only whores wear purple and also only whores carry suitcases. He used to say, You know what they have in there? All sorts of creams and rinses to cover their whoring, (laughs) potions and Tinkerbell powders to cover up the reds and things they've done.
2: Everybody on my flight's going to think I'm a whore tomorrow.
0: That's what they got in those slut satchels. You are, you're a godless whore. (laughs) Well, couldn't you be like a flight attendant or something? Couldn't I be a flight attendant? I don't even know what to do with this question.
1: No, I mean, like, what, you know, there's a reason to have a woman to, have a, to carry a suitcase.
0: Oh, you're defending the horse. Yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, there's <laughs> a variety of fun-loving reasons to have a satchel with you of any sort. That's why it's so r- amazing. Which, anybody who had a large bag is just immediately a godless whore. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, I'll
2: tell God. you what they have in there.
0: A little, little bedtime time. Uh, sort of blankets to wrap them up and rinse off their whoring. All kinds of rags and powders to cover up the rancid things they've done. It's just an—I mean, just, her mind is fascinating to me.
2: <laughs> wow. Did she have a song about whoring at all?
0: Um, no, but I wish, I wish I could make one up right now. <laughs> I just tried to—I tried really hard. I was kind of trying to write the lyrics to the mix, so fast enough.
1: I think funny people like come to a fork in the road of their careers. They have to choose between improv and stand up. And those of us who can't just sing a song on the spot choose stand up.
0: All oh, right, right.
1: Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just terrified of improv, and I think a lot of improvisers are terrified of showing up with a planned joke and having it not work. You know? Right, right. <laughs> we all have yeah, our so crutches. <laughs> <laughs> so doug and i of course are both uh stand-up comedians and that's how we have uh, known and, and met you and worked with you and um w- other than the two of us us dougs which sure. dougs have, have there been any dougs in your life
0: um i i don't know i always I think don't feel have, bad
1: if there aren't one of my mom's usually friends. the answer <laughs>
0: I think one of my mom's friends, like her, my mom used to tell me really inappropriate stuff about like people I was having play dates with, like the mom's mothers and stuff like, you know, when I was way too young. And I remember her telling me one of the women, one of the moms, she was like that their marriage broke up or something. And she was like, she never she said Roger never forgave himself after she was assaulted I was probably in sixth grade he blamed himself meanwhile you know he didn't know that was going to happen to her behind the grocery store and this guy was going to just lunge out with a knife but you know their sex life never recovered and uh so how did you have fun there sweetheart I'm like yeah I did did you get a snack yeah (laughs) she'd be like he remarried um she did she she did remarry a, a man named Doug and uh she did say that he was very arousing and they sort of started on what was a sexual journey together. Um, <laughs> wow. Not never as good as it was with, with, um, with Roger, but nonetheless a sexual journey and a valid one. So what do you want for dinner, honey? Remember bedtimes at seven thirty. That was my mother. <laughs> just the most insane, darkest, weirdest shit. How old ish were you? I was probably 11 because I, my mom tries to deny that now. Yeah, and I'm trying to change some of the names, but the guy's name was Doug. But I was like, "Mom, you know," she's like, "Remember when you told me this? I always do that too." I don't know if I would have said that, but put it in your talent show if it makes you happy or whatever. (laughs) And then I'm like, "Oh, really? Because how else would I have known that? You know, blank blank got assaulted." Oh, you got me there. Okay. (laughs) Like, how would I have known that, Mom? And that would happen behind the giant with knife point. Well, I'm not sure how you found that out, but I guess you did your research. Like she won't ever admit. I'm like, you said those things. I remember where I was in the car. Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: was sexual any journey, the actual, were those the actual words for that? Yes. Oh my God. <laughs>
1: That reminds me of that disgusting like couple that uh, Will Ferrell and Rachel Dratch would play that were always in the hot tub, you know, and uh, strangers would have to sit with them and they'd, you know, they'd be on their sexual journey.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> 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 yes, I, 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 I love... Um, I mean, now I gravitate towards oversharing women and I'm kind of an overshare too. I'll tell anybody anything. I'll be like a CVS and some, I'll notice somebody has the same kind of gum as me. And I'm like, the same, like I'm the person that needs to point that out. And I'll just break. so I guess I'm still mad at my dad, but I also accept who he wasn't. You know, you have to kind of mourn who they were supposed to be. <laughs> That's me in like a line. of <laughs> <guess. laughs> I'll talk to any person, even though she drove me insane when she would do that as a kid. Like just wildly humiliating, weird, dark stories. It's the strangest and stories that haunted me for some time. But um, <laughs> anyway, back to names.
1: <laughs> I'm just back. really... I was just stuck on the, on, on that because I just, I, I, you know, I've always been, you know, introverted in, in that, in that sense that like, if somebody's, if somebody thinks somebody's with me and that person is saying, you know, crazy shit like that, I just, I can't, I can't deal. Yes. It's really like taxi cabs or like, if I'm, you know, if I'm with a friend in a car and they like uh, are saying f bombs constantly, it makes me uncomfortable on behalf of the stranger that we're in the car with.
0: Yes, I do have that too. I have so I have everybody's anxiety that and like my <laughs> friends meet each other. I take on everybody's anxiety and like every social exchange that's happening anywhere near me. So I'm always like, so he's a misunderstanding. Her, he's not going to like it. Like I can't. I'm always worried about other people's. But I'm more overshare, whereas my mom, like, I'll, I'll, I'll like, leave a night and be like, I shouldn't have told her that. But, like, my mom is just, act- I mean, she says, like, actively humiliating wild things to people.
1: <laughs> All right,
0: some of them made up. I mean, she says, she says a lot, like, when we're at a restaurant or something, she'll be like, and the waiter's like, oh, I'll be right back. My mom goes, oh, please take your time. I lived in California in the 1960s. And I'm like, what the fuck what is that about? <laughs> We begged put to stop mean? doing the California <laughs> thing. We're like, what could that mean, Mom? Why would, what is he supposed to do with that? It's
1: incredibly derailing information.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you got to dangle that carrot no matter where it goes.
1: Listen, Mom, young man, please. think about a time and place that you do not have ever experienced. <laughs> and figure out what that means exactly oh, i mean i assume son. she means it's very relaxed and like in california yes, that's like that you'll order a burger means. and if it comes in four hours it, you're not mad at all
0: that is you're what in
1: california means. man yeah,
0: please take your time i lived in california in the 1960s <laughs> it's a lot of very specific confusing information but i do think yes that's what it means that's what she said when she caught um, Me and my cousin smoking pot after her bat mitzvah. She's like, oh, please. I lived in California in the 1960s. I know what weed smells like.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. She
0: probably said like reefer, like reefer stick or just some horrid collection of words. I know what a reefer stick smells like. Thank you very much. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Marijuana cigarette.
0: <sighs> or maybe she was refer I mean, I don't know what. There, I, it does bring up. Yeah, like she could be referring to a lot of things that happened in California in the the 60s. I don't want to know.
2: Earthquakes, also protests, also other
0: sections of her own sexual journey. Who knows? Same
2: hippie culture.
0: (laughs) But yeah, I mean, like my parents said that, oh, back to the first name, my parents said that when they met, um, they got married in like two months I think and she wow. met my dad. Yeah, she met my dad at UCSB. They were both in college there. And he was like the first Jew she ever met. She came from like a super right family, like where if you had an opinion at the dinner table, you were called a commie. So funny. But you're, you're a commie? I love the dad called her own his own kids traitors when they had like <laughs> any follow-up questions. But um so she met and then my mother went to college and majored in African history with a minor in black studies. And then met like a Jew, you know, musician and and then decided she'd marry him right away and piss her father off, I guess. And then and she says that when they got married, I'm like, oh, how did dad propose? She said, well, we I think he might have been under the influence of some sort of reefer powder. And we were in the back of a we were in the back of a a Trans Am, I believe. And your father just looked at me and he was his eyes were kind of insane and he says do you want to get married and i says yes then he said i want to name our first kid rachel and i said i love it strong women rock and that's my mom's she said she thought that was a strong woman name and that's how she came up with the name rachel like when they decided to get married in the backseat of somebody else's Trans name
2: <laughs> with your dad's insane eyes
1: yes <laughs> i mean i've been watching it on hulu they sound like a real pam and tommy <laughs> <laughs> yes they were, they were moving they were way how too about fast that name?
0: how about that name you guys Howie Feinstein ladies don't start finger blasting yourselves
2: <laughs>
0: I don't know a hotter name <laughs>
1: my dad. That is... yeah that's a that is a lot that Howie sounds like a, that's that sounds like an old man and a, and a baby at the same time yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. The first name's young yes. and the
0: last name's old. <laughs> exactly. And my dad used to. Um, so my dad was in a band when we were growing up, because he's he's a blues musician, but then he became a civil rights lawyer and he would play blues at night. And his band that he plays piano and Zydeco accordion, and the band was called the Vomitones. And my dad because my dad thinks throwing up is really funny and uh so they were called Vomitones. they had t-shirts that said hands across uranus tour which by the way the tour forget the hands across uranus section of the t-shirt the tour consisted of like two dive bars in michigan and there's no tour she's like they do a few guys at a couple of bars in michigan that they would play and my dad was always wearing that shirt to pick me up just like Like some rancid yellow sweatpants with a hole in them, and then the vomitone's hands across Uranus' tour. It was just like a guy grabbing his own at, just mooning and an ass, and then his (laughs) and his blues name was Hurricane Howie.
1: If you block your hands with your ass, then you're going to, you know, and you get sick, then you're going to vomit because it doesn't have any other way to go. Oh,
0: <laughs> nobody's, nobody's dissected this for me before. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's, it's, it's got absolute perfect logic. <laughs> no, one, no one even attempted, but you were you had that so ready. That was kind of fascinating.
1: <laughs> you're like, here, let me break this, the vomitones
0: down for you. Do
1: you think he ever stumbled across the, uh, that, that it, um, in theaters, the exit, you know, when they when they make a exit that goes like under the stage that the actors can use, that they call that a vomitorium from uh I yes, guess my dad always says
0: vomitorium. It's funny you say that. He says that all the time. He's always like, you're yeah. hey, we playing vomitorium or whatever. But I mean, he loves any word, anything he can make um with a, he, any traditional word he can change where the root word repurpose the word where the root word would become vomit he loves throwing up he thinks it's so funny and he talks about it all the time
1: where does that even come from like what well it's funny you mentioned i didn't expect to talk about this it's a
0: good place to end um so my dad used to have (laughs) dreams about throwing up all the time and he would joke about them in his in his sleep and it was usually british okay um british royalty getting barfed on by like well-known blues musicians or um Civil rights, other civil rights leaders. So um, Pete and my dad would narrate the dreams. He would talk in his sleep, and he'd be like, Oh my god, 10 points like muddy waters, barfing in the Queen's purse. You gotta respect that one. Like it was kind of like guy, like sports casters or something. You know, i would be like, oh my god, you know, like Sunny Boy Williamson right on the Queen's hairdo, and then just near her crown thing. Oh, Jesus Christ, you gotta <laughs> love it though. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> her head looks like a real jews nest now
0: yeah, a messy jews nest and then he used to say um so he would so he would sort of for uh, act like a sportscaster of like vomiting in british ceremonies and he'd be like oh you can't vomit at her that's an important evening oh no not of the queen's robe and then he would laugh hysterically in his sleep and then my mom would get pissed off and come downstairs and i asked her once um I came in the kitchen and she was just sitting there like your father had one of his damn vomiting dreams again. And I was like, why do you think dad has those? And she's <laughs> like, I think the queen was very arousing to him as a young man. And um, he probably never forgot those first images of her. And well, we know how he feels about vomiting. So I think it's, a, it's like the sensual <laughs> aspect of the dream.
1: You okay. must be in heaven because like as a running thing on my movie podcast, I often just, tell people when there's vomiting sequences in a movie because some people just really? don't want to see it, you know? And, yeah. and I feel like I kind of gave up on telling people because it's more rare that a movie doesn't have vomiting in it. Like, every movie has it at some point because, it, you know, it's, they need it to show... A, a very stressful situation whether it's pregnancy or being drunk or nervous mm. like like people are throwing up in movies constantly and some people you know put their head in a bucket and i'm grateful but a lot of the times they have to go, go for it and have the whole special effect of fake vomit shooting out and everything yeah. um I, I have really yeah, so you're so you I must be them? like loving movies these days because he has a good laugh uh you know at least once a movie
0: Yes, and he gets to see vomit. That's all he really wants. He loves that's it. all he wants. Yeah. He still talks about this cat that was dead, been dead for like twenty five years, our old cat Mojo. And he's like, you know, Mojo used to vomit a lot. I'm like, Yeah, dad. Um he's been dead a pretty long time.
1: He was like, Oh, don't you start talking back about mojo. Oh my God, have a hairball, Dad. <laughs> actually,
0: yeah he would talk a lot about mojo and old weird vomiting stories and um he also uh Rest well, in peace. actually, actually <laughs> this happened once about vomiting and then i'll get out of here um okay. so, so <laughs> and, I, and i start all my sentences that way um so my brother was babysitting for this kid and he decided that he wanted to go to the beach and get drunk and i don't know try to get late whatever you do when you're 16 or 17 and he was babysitting this kid but he wanted to go lie to his boss um he was a babysitter so he and our cat and mojo i guess had died or something so um anyway um so mojo died and he was in high school babysitting this person so he told the person um that his grandmother died he didn't think about mojo dying so he's like my grandma died i can't come to work so then he goes to ocean city for the weekend then the woman calls my mom and says you know karen i'm just so sorry i heard and i just want to say i'm sorry for your loss oh god and then my mother goes, I can't believe this fucking conversation went off without a hitch. My mom was like, Oh, don't worry. She's been puking all over the basement. And, you know, we didn't. My mom's like, Oh, no problem. But she thinks that she's talking, the woman thinks she's saying she's sorry about her mother. Well, my mom thinks she's sorry <laughs> about the dead cat. So, my mom's like, oh, please don't even. She was uh, getting so old and she was just vomiting everywhere. So, <laughs> 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 just please, Linda, don't even worry about it. So, this woman thinks my mom is like such an alarming cunt. And then my mom would see her like at the grocery store. Then she sent my mom a card. Okay. And no. yes, <laughs> she sent my mom a card. Saying I'm so sorry, but again, didn't say you know for your loss or grieving or something like that. And she's like, "That woman, Linda, is a little off." She said, "Me <laughs> Meanwhile, this one's probably like, "What a horrific!" Oh, please, it was time to die. She's puking all over the basement.
2: <laughs> if
1: so anybody
0: dies, or my my brother's always like, "Oh, it's time." She's puking all over the basement.
2: <laughs> so we gonna put it down <laughs> if it didn't happen.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well this has been delightful Rachel Feinstein and uh enjoy the basketball game with Sam and uh Thank oh do you have anything plug. you want to plug before you go um
0: i don't know let me think um well wh- when is this going to air
1: immediately like tonight
0: yes. oh okay well i'll be at bananas this weekend in jersey friday and saturday i'll be at bananas and then i will be hosting the rtca dinner um in washington dc it's just like a lot of political people gala type thing and um but you can go to my website rachel dash feinstein i'll be in vegas the following weekend so that's got my my dates and stuff
1: and if you go see rachel be sure to uh you know don't yell out during the show or anything but at some point tell her that you uh you know spent some time in california in the 60s That'll be the, that'll be code. They'll go, Oh, that's somebody listening. to that. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you guys so much. Yeah, thank, you guys. You. thank you. Have fun at the game. We'll see okay, you later. <laughs> Bye. <Really? laughs>
2: wow. There it, she goes. You never know when it's going to turn to vomit. You know,
1: <laughs> it really is. Uh, it's like a, a cornerstone of entertainment like i you know i rarely read books anymore but i'm sure people throw up in books a lot uh you know all these streaming tv shows have you know people are always throwing up it's just uh it's too much so and people who don't like it i don't i don't dislike it to the point where I like it. you know I'm, I'm not a person who's like i can't see that or i have to look away but i i don't you know i just don't i'm not into it i think it's like an easy i think it's like you know, showing a license plate, a uh, personalized plate to set up what a character's like or somebody flipping somebody else off. I just think I find it in that same category of just sort of lazy. It happens too much.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, you can't get through a movie without somebody giving somebody the bird. It's like, why Somebody's writing down that this is going to happen instead of coming up with some sort of dialogue that would be more fun and funny. Perfect. <laughs> now this is like for the listeners this is the kind of conversation doug and i have immediately after <laughs> guest leaves. as soon as it's over we just we just go off on something no but uh she was great yeah that was awesome that was uh i mean she's got great stories on all this uh all this name stuff i mean a, a lot of people do i think we've really lucked into uh something that is different and fun to talk about with uh, each person that we've spoken I, to. Yeah.
2: I feel like that was uh, up there as far as the amounts of twists and turns where if we didn't know she would launch into something and you don't know how it's going to circle back. And then here we are, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I knew she'd be a good guest, but it, it exceeded my uh, expectations and uh, we didn't get to, um, Ask her if she's known any Rachels or hung out with any Rachels. Um, I'm going to go ahead and answer on her behalf that uh, no.
2: <laughs> you don't think at all.
1: But you know what I mean? She there might have thought about it for a second and then dug back to like junior high school or something and had some story about uh, a Rachel. And like, you know, that they became fast friends because they had the same name, but then one of them had to move away.
2: Or her mom knew a Rachel.
1: <laughs> out in California. <laughs> <laughs> um, but other than that, we got, to, you know, we didn't get to her five and five, but we never get to anybody's five and five. I do want to figure out a name for this particular episode. Let me run by some uh, options for you, Doug. Sure. Here we go. Uh, I was thinking. Uh, Rachel's in Amy Schumer's movie train wreck. So I was thinking Doug wreck.
2: Ooh. Okay.
1: Yeah. Cause tra- train Doug doesn't really work at all. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then, and then, uh, she's also in, uh, I feel pretty. So I was thinking we could call this one. I feel Dougie. <laughs> all right. Right. Or, yeah. uh, she's also in the movie top five and we're a- already talking on the show sometimes about who's the top Doug. So we could call it top Doug. Oh yeah, with yeah. Rachel Feinstein. But was there anything she said or brought up that that would have a fun Doug pun in, in it?
2: Yeah, I mean I don't know if we want to link it to Vomit necessarily. No, oh.
1: not Vomit, but there must have been something <laughs> else maybe where she was talking about uh somebody. Oh,
2: yeah, what was it, Big Guy?
1: Yeah, Big Doug.
2: Yeah, maybe
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> big Doug, Big Doug with Rachel Feinstein. <laughs> <laughs> okay i like it because you know these other ones are all like you know uh two of them are like amy schumer movies this is more specifically to our friend rachel aka big guy (laughs) i mean i'll die before her for sure but that'd be fun to that'd be fun to throw that around at her uh, funeral
2: (laughs) what Uh, oh big guy yeah
1: because the husband will probably be respectful and not say it. Right. Uh, you know I mean, so somebody has got to get up there and say it. I get a big laugh. Yeah. At the funeral.
2: <laughs> God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, that's a weird thing about comedian funerals. Like
1: there's
2: a lot of jokes floating around in your head and nobody wants this, this is a dark subject, but nobody wants to like be the first to say it, you know?
1: Right, but then somebody says it, and they 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 break the room because they they, everybody needs to laugh so bad. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I don't want to go to any comedian funerals, to be honest with you, because I I mean I've been to a couple things, like uh, you know, but not a full. I don't think I've been to a full funeral of a comedian where other comedians would get up and make long speeches and stuff, because or even short ones. I just like I don't know, just something about it's sort of being a roast. Yeah, and there being so many family members there that aren't part of the kind of <laughs> yeah. comedy world,
2: they're like we're just trying to mourn and process.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's a it's a tricky thing, but I just uh, I, you know the whole idea of uh, the funerals in general just depress me. I don't really, if I can. Why is that? Of, if I can get out of go, <laughs> if I can get out of going to one, I totally do. You know. Uh. Okay? But it's tough to come up with the the right excuse, you know. Like yeah. saying your grandmother died is a weird one. <laughs> um, <laughs> saying your cat's vomiting all the time, I guess, would be a good one. My <laughs> my cat's sick. I can't come to the funeral. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I've sent my condolences. Uh, you yeah. know. That's what I would do. But Okay, so my bottom line is, I'm just trying to say to all my comedian friends, just don't die before me.
2: Yeah, there you go.
1: You know, be, uh, ladies and gentlemen, a bit, let, let me go first.
2: This really took in everything, you know? That, that we got on a serious note there. So, well, I don't real. know
1: how to get you know end on a funnier note than uh, I don't know how to top what Rachel was talking about like that's some I think I have some okay family stories and them saying and doing nutty things, but I don't know that hers are really yeah, you know she's a good storyteller, and they're good stories, you know it's a nice one two punch um. Yeah.
2: You, you can really, lie. you can really see how she was shaped. I can see wh- where Rachel came from, just in this hour episode or less than.
1: Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we have some guests on where you feel like you don't, you know, they didn't open up at all, and not that they need to, because I like that's not that's not what I want to do. I don't want to try to get people to open up. I'm I'm tired of all the opening up. Are you still watching? Clayton's season of The Bachelor? I am. <laughs> I mean, they did a whole episode where they just forced women to have therapy on television.
2: Yeah, that was a lot.
1: Holy crap.
2: I feel like he's so boring, they just have to do anything they can to make this different.
1: Yeah, and they just have to keep cutting to him going, I'm so broke. <laughs> you know, which is not going to say until the last 10 minutes of the final episode when none of the ladies want to have anything to do with him. God. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause they keep, te- they keep teasing that he admits that he slept with both of them when he gets it down to two.
2: Yeah. Well, and the, so, the, whole, yeah. the the whole show every season, like to your point about opening up too much, like that's the go-to anytime they have alone time, it's to talk about something depressing. And so it's gotta be a weird thing from their point of view Going on like 30 dates in a row and everybody's just telling you about their saddest moment in their life, you know?
1: I want to see them talking about like they're like bonding over their favorite movie or something. Yeah. Like, something you know, and then that nice. could and that could dovetail into and I like that movie because my dad died or whatever. Yeah. But they just sit down for a date and they have to go, listen, there's something I need to talk about. And oftentimes it's like, did you you didn't really need to talk about that? And also you don't need to feel bad about that. And it shouldn't affect our relationship in any way, but they're still like pouring their guts out and he has to sit there and nod his head, you know, and just have that big old jaw, just, uh, you know, staying still and not breaking into a yawn while they, you know, (laughs) reveal all this traumatic material, all these things that happen to them, just, just, just to get one step closer to being, you know, one less person in, uh, his harem. Like, like just the way these, you know, the last five, six women, I think maybe seven, even deeper, maybe he's been making out with all of them. And it's just like, yeah. well, I get like making out with them a little bit to kind of, you know, cause obviously you don't really want to get engaged to someone you haven't made out with, but sure. you know, you also don't want to get engaged. Somebody, you, you know, you haven't had sex with, but that show does that all the time or, you know, either there's more sex happening that they won't admit or, you know, they're being honest. In some seasons, it feels like the, you know, the couples don't hook up before they, before the proposal part. Yeah. But this time, he's going to go get them both. And par- pardon me for using the expression, get them. That's rude. But he's <laughs> going to make love to both of them. I'm so glad the Virgin got out of there before he, you know, could get at her.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Probably also,
1: also weirdest thing ever. Like she's the most confident virgin. Like especially the very f- her very first interaction with him, she was like so cocky. And, uh, and then you know, cut to an interview. I'm a virgin. Um, anyway, <laughs> I can talk forever about the Bachelor, and I'll kind of do on the uh, "Will You Accept This Rose?" podcast with Arden Marine. So you can uh, check that out sometime. What have you got to plug, Doug?
2: I'll be in Oklahoma City this weekend, tonight, well, Friday, and Saturday uh, with Dan Cummins. Uh, And then April 10th, 5 p.m. at the Commodore Perry Estate. I'll be part of a fundraiser, a gala, if you will, with Anthony from Queer Eye. We're going to be raising money for the Other Ones Foundation. It's a great cause. Check it out here in Austin, Texas. What about you, dude?
1: Uh, you know, just coming to South by in uh, yeah. you know about a week. So we're going to do, we'll do another one of these, uh, this style. And then the week after that, people will get to hear the first ever audience uh, version of wide world of Doug's from Austin, Texas. And if you're in or near Austin, Texas, uh, do consider uh, coming by for the taping. It should be pretty fun. There's lots of filmmakers, actors, comedians uh musicians all in uh austin texas for uh for that week you know the 10 days of south by southwest so uh, you never know who i'm gonna pull to be on uh as guests so uh we'll definitely have some fun guests but they might even be like you know famous fun guests yeah Dolly we'll see. Parton. We'll see. Don't be disappointed if it's not Dolly Parton. And uh, who's the <laughs> other one? I said young. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't be disappointed if it's not them, but there are, I already know that there's some uh, great people that are going to be there and it, you know, it comes down to scheduling and yeah. all that, but uh, I think it'll be super fun. And uh, until next time. And as always. <laughs> <laughs> Big Doug. (laughs)
0: Got it.